The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk. We always have a great show. Today, we're going to talk NBA. Fun and fun with the NBA. Got to have it. How do they say? Well, win and go. Lose and go home. That's what they say. Uh, we are down to the um, final, you know, series. Uh, with teams that win. We have Cleveland versus Atlanta. Uh, we'll talk about, and uh, we have Golden State versus Houston. And today, when we will get my guest back on the line, former NBA player, we will see what he thinks about uh, the team that left who will make it, and the team that's out of it, um, why didn't they make it? Let's put it that way. Why didn't they make it? You know, like our Chicago Bulls. You know, all the high hopes, you know, Derrick Rose came back and, you know, just see what he's working out, you know. Uh, got a little something on the wire that him and Jimmy Butler got into a little argument. We'll get our guests to talk about that. <laughs> also, that is cold. I'm not kidding about with the cold. It's weather is crazy. But I'm also we're gonna talk about MVP. But we got our guests back on the line. Feeling the love, ready, Slater. What's going on, love? Feeling the love, brother. <laughs> Good. How you back on? How you back on? Good. Sorry about the uh, phone technical difficulties. That's all right. Oh. We got you. That's that's all that counts. Glad to have you on. Always the time you take out to be on the show, I appreciate it. All right, all right, sounds good. Well, man, let's, let's jump right into it. NBA playoff. Uh, a lot of teams in there that everybody thought would be in there, but my question, you let's start with a couple of teams that's not in there. You know, I got to talk about my Bulls, you know. Um, Derrick Rose yeah. came back. They thought that was going to be a big lift for them. But it seems uh-huh. like they had a lot of problems with it. Joaquin Noah, uh, the room out here, they going to trade him. He ain't playing good. And then, um, I don't know how true it was. I heard it. Butler and um, Rose got an argument in the game. Butler wants the ball. And my question you read is, uh, like a star player, when they lead a game because they hurt or something, and a player emerged like a Jimmy Butler playing great and uh, keep your team winning like that, is it still that star player um, team when he come back, or do you give it hand it over to the player that's playing well? Well, in the end, you know, what leaders and what stars know how to do is they shine bright so that everybody else gets better, you know, and it's a team concept. So it doesn't matter who the man is as much as the team wins. So, if, you know, you and I are, are on teams, and if you're playing better, 
But I'm supposed to be, man, I'm still going to give it to you because you got the flow going right now. So I don't know what their beef was. I don't know what their argument and, and what that was, but uh, I hope these guys figure it out. Oh, Rich, I, mean, I don't know if you see it now. There's, I see it where, and I see it in football, too. You know, everybody wants to be the star. Back in the days, it was team, team, team. And you know it's going to be team to win the championship. Like, look at the Spurs every year. Everybody, why they older? They older, but they play as a team. But you start to get one of these younger or these players emerging, they want to have a spotlight in my ways, you know. Remember back when yeah. Scotty Pippen was mad when he didn't get the last play, in the, you know, with a crew code got it. Stuff like that nowadays, you know. Are we trying to wait from team ball and just being individuals now? Well, uh, when you get more into individual, you got to start losing because there's no one person that can take on five on the basketball court or one person that can take out a whole football team. It has to be a team effort. One question you did with that again is, I mean, look at LeBron. You know, he came to Cleveland, got uh, it back to the championship. I always say he got a championship. They went over to a team that was already stacked with Wade and uh, Bosch. And now he's back, and he's back in it. Is LeBron, like every team he goes to, are they going to be in the championship because of that one player? Fred? Well, you know, if he's shining bright enough, I mean, look at the guys, uh, uh, the guys that came over from New York with him. Uh, J.R. Smith, and I can't remember the other guy. But these guys yeah. were, 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 were uh, floundering. They weren't doing very good. Now, all of a sudden, uh, they've got LeBron as the leader. Carmelo was the leader at uh, New York. And now all these guys are championship contenders. I mean, this is the first year in a long time, you know, I was thinking about that, where you have the possibility of Houston or Cleveland, Golden State, or who's the other player I can't remember. Somebody that's not, you know, the Lakers or the or, or Chicago or Miami or San Antonio that's in it. You know? This is a pretty amazing time, and, and, that, and that speaks to the credibility of LeBron James with the whole situation he has with J.R. Smith and those guys. He wasn't even mentioned in the MVP uh, voting very much. It was only, uh, you know, a uh, 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 gentleman from Oklahoma City, State uh, 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 Spawn Curry, and uh, Harden. Let me go back for a second. You spoke on something I wanted you to talk a little more. Uh, a friend of mine, he, came, he called me. His son playing uh, AAU basketball. But make a long story short, they had an A and a B team. The people right. put him on the B team. The father said he should be on the A. So what he's saying was, you know, uh, by him being on this B team, the talent is not that good. So he feels... Um, his son, Tyler, got to go down for being on that team. And it's kind of what you just said when those guys came from New York to Cleveland. Now, if you're on a bad team like this guy's son, he don't, with the players ain't good enough to play with him, would that make that player um, talent go down, Reggie? I mean, you know what I'm No, I mean, the, the only thing that's going to make that, that, that kid's talent go down is if that kid chooses that. Some of us have to have, it's an inner, the, the real challenge that each of us have, whether we're, we're, we're in business, whether we're in sports, at least is our effort. You know, how much effort are we going to bring to the court, to the field, to the office, to the school uh, the next day? Are we going to be better than we were before? Okay? 
So some some people are self propelled. Some people are self starters like that. Whereas other folks lean on what the masses do. Even those elite players that make it to the NBA. Now, yeah, Jr. Smith and those guys. I mean, they have to be elite players to get into the NBA. But it gets to a certain point where uh, the the level or the limits that are placed on the team is reflected on whoever the leader is. Now with LeBron. I mean, he, he, he sets the standard pretty darn high. And he's performing right now. He's still in his prime. So he's doing some amazing things out there. So if you believe in this guy, if you believe in your leader, in your company, in your school, you're going to do whatever it takes in order to make that flourish. Because nobody wants to be the weak link. But, uh, you know, you can look at this as an opportunity, I would say, to that young man. If he's going down to a lower level, then he has to prove his doubters wrong. He has the proof that whoever put him in that position, that they made a mistake. And how does he do that? By going out there and busting his tail and doing everything he can uh, right so that he proves the other person and the doubters wrong. I'm glad you talked about this because my friend listened. But, but, I mean, he's playing, and he's my friend said he's doing all the scoring, playing all, you know, defense, but they still lose it. How you would tell a young kid that you still lose and you have to bust your butt and nobody, you know what I'm saying? How do you keep your spirits up there? Because, I mean, I know I'll be like, man, what else? I'm doing it all, busting my butt, and we still lose it. I got these players that, you know, the talent-wise ain't like his, but how you come day in and day out? I mean, even as an NBA player, whereas when your team ain't winning, like Sixers, and, you know, how do you maintain your, your athletic ability to keep focused? Well, you have to be mentally strong. You have to have some characteristics that help you. You got to have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. If you really believe and can see yourself as an elite player, if you believe and see yourself as somebody that can play on a level higher than what you are right now, circumstances can never change what you are and how you are. You have to keep that effort up and keep Focusing, no matter what the circumstances are, you know, if you're dating, if, if you and I were younger and, and we were trying to date some girl and you really liked her, does it matter if it's raining outside? Does it matter if it's too hot outside? Does it matter any other outside circumstance? I would say the answer is no, because you're focused on your goal. It doesn't matter what the outside people say. When you're focused on your goal and when you know what you really want to do, it doesn't matter if the team is losing because you're going to fail forward. Failing forward means that even though you failed, you've learned something from it. You know, tough times are meant for us not to, not to, 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 to see how hard the world is, but to see how strong, how strong we can be so we can endure during those tough times. And it's the only, the mentally strong people that can do this. And what those people do is they go on and conquer those goals and all the bigger goals that come after that. Rich, I know, I mean, I want like, when I was in football, I didn't pick out, I knew the weakest DB, you know, when we did one-on-one. Right. I, went and right. Won, I wanted to go one-on-one with the Stevie Clayton, the Mac Miller, right. the best of, you know what I'm saying? That's who I wanted to go against, you know, because I feel they was the best. You know, if I can catch that ball be one-on-one, that means, I'm doing something better than them, and they're the best. See, but right, if I'm on a right. team, Reds, where, 
you know, you have players that, you know, and you go to get them, you just go on at random. Is that right. showing that, you know, you're working, you're doing what you focus, or, you know, I know I should be on this eight thing, you know? Hey, hey, the, the thing the number one person knows is that number two is right on his neck. He's forever at your back. And so number two has to train like number one has to train like he's number two. So it's good when you have somebody that's hungry, somebody that's starving, somebody that wants to take your spot athletically, because that only pushes the bar up and makes the team that much better. You know, the strong survives. That doesn't necessarily mean the strong as far as the uh, 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 as far as the attribute of strength. That's an attribute of will. That's an attribute of concentration, dedication, focus. That's the strength that you need to run a business. The strength that you need to run a team. Uh, the strength that you need to have, even if you're on a lesser team right now, that's a temporary thing. Because you as a person, as a player, are going to grow if you keep doing what you're supposed to do. Well, this is what I do, right? We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to ask you, you know, a little thing about you when you were playing. Who did you go against and how did that help you when you were working out and, and when you were planning? And practice okay. and all like that. All right. So um, this is James Love, my guest former NBA player, Reggie Slater. Feel the love, brother. Feel the love. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. Look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's, come on. Let's play Drug Code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug's cool. Uh, we're going to play some porno music or not, and this is the game that we play that you're going to hear some music, and it's either from a porn or it's not. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host for Loving Our Sports Talk. And like I said, got my guest from NBA Play Reggie Slater. Slate, you there? I'm here, feeling the love, brother, feeling the love. Well, say so you said some good stuff, you know. Like I said, I have my friend, he's listening to his son, you know. We're uh, going to right. AAU and, you know, get some advice from you listening in. But uh, I kind of want to talk to you a little about you. Uh, and then what you said with J.R. Smith and Shepard that came from New York, now they're on a better right. team. They're playing great. You know, when they're on New York, losing, you mean, all this stuff, so it's better being on a better team. And with you, I want to know, like, uh, who did you go against in practice? How hard did you work? Did you sign out an easy guy to go against, or did you sign out? And then when you was in the game, who was you up against? And you can tell us that they worked their butt off, and you were just working to keep up with. Well, you know, for me, it was a little different because, you know, in, in the real world, I'm people consider me tall, but in the basketball world, I'm short. <laughs> so... So, you know, going into D1, I was short for a power four. I'm 6'6". Six, six. Everybody else is 6'8". Now, when I made it to the professional ranking, although I'm still 6'6", six, six, I'm still playing against power fours who are now 6'10", or 6'11". So I had to mentally change my whole thought process about how I approached the game. So when I went up against practice, I was constantly going up against guys that were 6'9", 6'10", 6'11". And, uh, you know, uh, you have to look at them as if they were inferior in some way. You know, you have to figure out something or some type of mind game to, to, to make sure that you had an edge if it was only but mentally. Because if you look on paper, you know, 6'11 is going to be 6'6 all day long. But you got to play with more than just, you know, logic and, and thinking. you got to have faith and hope and will. You have to have great will. Now, when I was practicing, you know, one of my, uh, I'm going to use fun in two ways here. One of, one of the, you know, times I had the most fun was probably in Toronto. This is Toronto, the fantastic city. Um, uh, and, and who did I go against? I, uh, I played this guy named Charles Oakley. So he and I would go after it um, every day of practice. And, you know, Charles taught me a lot of things, and one of which is, you know, there's no days off. There's absolutely no days off. And uh, even if you're not feeling well, you know, that next guy, he's just coming with it. So, you know, you had to come with it uh, every day. And when games started, you know, it wasn't a shock or a surprise to your system because you were used to it. Now, when I went to Minnesota, uh, you know, I was guarding guys. Sometimes I was guarding Kevin Garnett. Sometimes I was guarding Gary Trent. Uh... These guys are tough. I mean, practice was tough. You had to come to practice with your hard hat on. And, you know, when we played opposing teams, it didn't matter who we were playing against. You know, because, hell, there wasn't anything that I hadn't been exposed to already in practice that something in a regulated, controlled environment like a game could throw at me that would throw me off kilter. You know, because in practice, anything goes. That might break out into a fight. You know, the game is a controlled environment. Nobody's going to swing, you know, unless they get fired a buttload of money. So the key is, is to prepare yourself 
work really hard to prepare yourself so that when the actual game time comes, uh, it's, it's not a shock to your system. We've got two questions for you. First one is, is um, um, Charles Oakley. I see him, and I watch him play. Unbelievable yeah. how, how he worked under the rebound, screen him out, and all that. And I just wanted you to talk a little bit about how hard it was trying to get around and screen out and, you know, just working underneath the basket with him. Because, well, you, you know, know well, man, it's a, it's a cutthroat underneath that basket. Isn't it, Rich? Well, yeah, you know, one of the first things, you know, is the talent of the NBA. It's just like, you know, the difference between collegiate and professional. It's, just, it's, it's a different level. And uh, when, when Charles first got to Toronto, I had already played a year there before he got there. And, you know, before the season starts, before preseason starts, the guys get together and we play pickup games. And, you know, there's a level of intensity there, but it's not, you know, optimal, you know, most of the time. Well, when Charles got there, it didn't matter whether it was a pickup game or not. I mean, he's diving for loose balls. He's setting hard picks. And, you know, that let me know, okay, well, this guy, you know, you stand on the shoulders of giants as far as examples of, you know, what you want. And I wanted to stay in the league and have longevity uh, playing professionally. That let me know that, okay, I can't, you can't turn the switch on and off to being a good player. Good players Good businessmen, good journalists, good students are good all the time. They aren't just good when they want to be. They're good all the time. It's a habit. And once you form habits, that becomes a part of who you are. That's a part of your DNA. So what I found with, 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 with Oakley, with Kevin Garnett, from what I hear with Jordan and Pippen, and all, Kobe certainly, uh, Reggie Miller, all the great was that in practice they weren't just uh, playing hard sometimes. They were legitimately all the time giving 110% and doing the best that they can. And that reflected in their longevity in the game. It reflected in their mental toughness. And it certainly reflected because all those names I mentioned are Hall of Fame players. And that's what Hall of Fame players do. They play hard all the time. Not just sometimes, all the time. My question is, I'm asking is, I see you post pictures on Facebook and you're playing, and I see the players that you playing with and playing around. I'm like, man, those are days of, man, I, I watched basketball, and basketball was basketball. And I know I should, you know, playing pickup games with you guys. We used to go back to Wild and play. When you down low, I mean, you're down there. So I know the pro, there's elbows being thrown around, and you know what I'm saying? And you're getting backed up and pushed in there, and I said, and you got to be, like you say, mentally and physically ready for all that, right? I mean, you got to be, like you said, you six six and the six seven. You got to somehow, well, I smile here, McGill. Am I right, Red? Absolutely. You know, I always tell people, if you have, if you have 15 minutes to chop down a tree, you spend 10 minutes sharpening your axe. You have to be, that's, this is where practice comes in. You have to be really good at your craft. Because once you become really good at anything, broadcasting, again, school, then you become rare. Things that are rare, like gold, uranium, they're valuable. They're valuable. And so what the characteristics that these rare players have, again, that's what sets them apart and puts them in a different tier than the rest of the guys. You know, so when you go there, it's, it's nothing new. It's absolutely nothing new uh, to go out there and play.
definitely. And like, I love sending them pictures. Keep posting those up there, for real. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. Just, just, just to see your face, you know, you looking up. I'm like, we're <laughs> just thinking on that. <laughs> well, you know, when I was playing, it was, you know, because you know, again, I'm still, I'm still that guy that, um, I wasn't supposed to. Again, I said I wasn't supposed. I'm, I come probably from the same neighborhood that a lot of the guys in NBA did, uh, came from. You know, uh, the, oh, yeah. the hold on, Red. Yeah, you you've already asked my question. Let me ask it so then you have to. My question was, uh, the second was, when did you know that you was ready for the NBA? You were fit. Was it the first day you stepped on the purple practice or game, or was it a year into it? I mean, when did you know that? You, you know what I'm saying? Well, I know what now. People like, man, I'm not gonna make it. I don't supposed to. You know what I'm saying? When did you realize this is me and I'm gonna be here? You know. Well, this is what I this is, and this is my whole process. You know, you can't you can't win the race unless you're in the race. And, and a lot of people get to the race of life, you know, whether that's school, whether that's a job, and they get intimidated, and they don't even they don't even get in the race, so they go part way and they stop. Uh, I, I only know one speed, man. That's just to play hard. So you know, whether whether I made it to the NBA, whether I didn't. Whether I made it to college, whether I didn't, I was going to play as hard as I could and make the best, uh, best, biggest and best imprint that I know how to. Now, if I fail, at least they're going to know my name. Okay, so when the next year comes around and they say, hey, remember that kid that worked really hard? He may not have been a polished back then, but he had some, I mean, you can't coach. Hard work. Hard work beats talent all day long when talent doesn't work hard. Again, when you're in school and you you fail that geometry class, it doesn't matter because when you take it again, if you were able to at least get to level three, when you start over again, you're three levels ahead of everybody else starting the next year. You're ahead of the game. you got to fail forward all the time. You cannot and you can't be afraid to lose. You can't be afraid to get embarrassed. And again, dude, I'm going up against six nine, six ten guys. If you look at some of those pictures, I mean, I does Kim Batumbo in some of those pictures. He's seven foot, um, and a lot of guys that are statistically on paper supposed to just clean my clock. But you can never uh, measure the size of a person's heart and their desire when they have their mind made up. Well, we're going to take a break. We come back. We uh, still want to talk about you, man. Cause I, I tell you, I see those pictures, and I'm just amazed what you think about on that court that everybody wish they could be on there. And and you plan to get some great people. I mean, great. I mean, Hall of Famer. So uh, when we get on that. We come back. This is Jay Love and my guest Reggie Slater. Reggie, feeling it? I'm feeling the love, brother. I'm feeling the love. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, 
self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I'm my guest from the player, Reggie Slater. Still there, Reggie? Feel the love, brother. Still here. Reg, I mean, we, we was talking about, you know, before we don't do our last seven of um, the NBA who's left. But, you know, just like I said, looking at you, like you say, I mean, just looking back, just, you know, you think about what you played and all the fun you had and what you learned. You know, I even know, like you said, intimidation. Uh-huh. I went in the game and played the Niners, and I got, I was so scared. Like, you know, Ronnie Lott, you go through that middle. My route was through the middle. And then I got in there, I just tried it, and he hit me. I'm like, oh, it ain't that bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But, you yeah. know, in my heart, yeah. I had such a heart that I was like, I shouldn't drop the ball no matter what. I already hit me, you know? Yeah. But it's yeah. kind of like what you were saying, intimidation. You were intimidating. You know, you had 6'11", and, you know, all the famous. I mean, Red, did you ever, I mean, just, was just, I mean, just when you was there, when you were like, say, a Hall of Famer, you know, um, did you ever just like feel that, hey, you know what, I'm just as good as you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And I think, I think anybody would. You know, imagination or anticipation is what kills you. But when the lights come on and you're there mono e mono or you're on that court and you're trying to perform, it's time to perform. But thinking about it, you, those butterflies will be in your stomach all day long. But once it's, once it's on, it's on. You, he's just another victim. That's all. Well, well we got Scoob online from Castle, uh, Wyoming. You already know what you got to talk about, Rick. You there, Scoob? Uh, I am right here. <laughs> Hello, Rick. What's up, What you at Castle for, man? What are you at Castle uh, all I can say is, uh, Golden State Warriors. Boy, boy. I tell you what, if you watched that game last night, there was a period of time in the late third and in the fourth quarter where James Harden was putting on a show. And it was one-on-one, and he was tearing his defender apart. And uh, I was surprised, and that caught a lot of attention, including the TV announcers. 
But I was surprised at the end of the day when I looked at the stats that uh, Spark Curry actually uh, had a more better rounded game. You know? He did. In fact, fact, I thought he was just going to take it over. Well, he did take it over. But I thought that he he just didn't. I don't think he had enough help. I don't think he had enough help. Who, Harden? Yeah. Harden, Harden. Yeah, I thought they were just going to pull it out. Well, they're, they're, you know, Houston has a history of not folding. I mean, they're, 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 they're going to fight until the bitter end. Uh, so they gave him everything that they could. And one of the star players, Dwight Howard, wasn't playing. So that was a that was an entertaining game. That was a very entertaining game. It was a rare game, and I, yeah. I think it's going to be that way the whole way. Probably rich. The one thing, the, the one thing, the one thing is that it was game one, and I don't think that the Warriors are going to be down by 16 every game. They had the battle they, back. Hey, Rich, I'm glad you're here because me and Scoop argue every day, and I'm tired of getting this phone call when the Warriors win. Can Golden <laughs> State continue with jump shot and win a championship, Rich? Well, traditionally, I would say no, but they do. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to belittle uh, their big guy in the middle, Andrew. Uh, uh, I think his last name is uh, pronounced Bogart. I don't want to belittle him because he's a talented guy too. It's just that there are some other players that are shining brighter right now, and Gold State is playing some excellent defense. I mean, they've all you know in the past they've been known for their offense. Uh, only that's been getting a lot of the attention, but now that we're in the conference finals, people are saying that these guys can actually play defense too, and being quite tenacious on that end. But you know, you live and die by the jump shot. But they've got some great rebounders in there, and they do have a big guy that's maybe a little underutilized. Uh, but mm-hmm. but 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 the transition of basketball in the late nineties it was a big man's game. You know, mid, I'm sorry, the nineties it was. You know, we had Patrick Ewing. Akeem Olajuwon, uh, uh, those type of guys. Uh, you know, David Robinson. Uh, we still have Tim Duncan, who's a power for Shaquille O'Neal. But now we start integrating into a more of a finesse game. So even the 6'10", 6'11", guys are outside shooters. And that's, that's what you see out on the court. So the field has changed. The field has changed, school and, and, and love. So... So, so what we used to be able to do with big guys, you can't do anymore. So you can't make the statement you need a big guy to win because the whole field has changed. You know what I mean? The rules have been changed to acclimate yep. to these players. So, so the field has changed a little bit. So traditionally, the old game, no, you need a big guy, especially in the fourth quarter, a go-to guy. Now, because of the way the rules have changed to acclimate some of these sport finesse uh, players, uh, I can't say that definitely now. I'm glad you brought up that defensive end because we have been at the top the whole year on defense. And that was the first game this year that or in this playoffs that a team has gotten over 100 points against the Warriors. Another point is that when they were down 16, when they were down 16 early in the game, you have to have defense to get back into the game. You have to have some stops to get back into the game. 
You can shoot Absolutely. all you want to, but you have to have defense to get back into the game, and that's what they show. What happens is, and what they have now is they have that small ball. They also have those men that they also they can play with those big men in the middle. They might get, they might, I mean, the, the Rockets big men might get a few, but the Warriors overall, with that defense and those guys putting a body on you, you're not going to make all those shots all the time. So there's one yeah. thing to look out for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You knew that, Ray? Well, I think, I think school's a little bit tilted and biased, but there's a lot of truth that is coming out of his mouth. Uh, you know, uh, 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 Golden State truth, they have a really good, tough team. But you know what? So does the Rockets. So does Cleveland. You know, all these teams have really good teams. Uh, Atlanta, so do they. That's why they're in the position that they are right now. Exactly. It's been 39 years. 39 years. We got to get one. We got to get a chip. All right, school. Thanks for calling. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving. Bye. Good luck. Bye, school. All right, guys. <laughs> hey, I have to hear that all night every day. School three in the morning, like really, school. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? They they do have a very talented team. I'm tell you what. That's uh, Spawn Curry. Something special. You know, I had a chance to play with this guy named uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, Chris Jackson's mm-hmm. formal name, uh, and, and he was special. And I think that, that, that Curry might be a better shooter than he was. And that, that's saying something. You know, because Mahmoud was pretty pretty talented. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you got to count, you know, that, that old saying, you know, uh, offense makes the models happy, but defense is what wins championships. So if these guys can have that potent offense along with a tenacious defense, and that's something to watch out for. Yeah, but it's going to be hard. It'll be just a jump shot team. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you look at um, Hardy. I mean, Hardy at least go to the hole, you know? He's uh-huh. an awesome uh-huh. player. I mean, mm-hmm. inside and out. And like you say, if he has some help, I mean, there's no way you are about 16 and that later around, you lose the game, right, Ray? You know, he's got, that's what I'm saying, but don't belittle the rest of the players. I mean, Trevor Ariza did a fantastic job. Um, uh, those guys that are behind Dwight Howard, they're doing a great job. Uh, you know, but basketball, you know, basketball is like life, right? It's a series of runs. You have your good times and you have your bad times. Uh, just so happened that, you know, this particular game goes to have more good times. <laughs> Do you see Cleveland um, advancing, or do you see um, Atlanta get them? Um, it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a tough game, man. Uh, it's gonna be a tough game. Uh, you know, it's, I, I just think it's gonna be a really tough game. I mean, Cleveland, you know, they've got some injuries over there. Uh, uh, they, I think, the guy with the most playoff experience. I think it's funny that the guy with the most playoff experience. Everybody that's in here right now is, is LeBron James, right? He's like the elder statesman right now, the elder statesman that happens to be still in his prime, uh, and he's carrying the team. That's going to speak volumes. Uh, that's going to speak volumes as it gets closer and closer, tighter and tighter, more and more competitive because, you know, the, the, the cool head prevails. 
So that's that's gonna that's a big that's a big plus for them. But I think Atlanta, you know, they're a tough team. It's gonna be uh gonna be quite a show out there. I think you know, I anticipate another good game today. Let me ask you this, Red. I don't know if you've seen that Chicago series with Cleveland, but that that game where LeBron shot that ball and won it. Do you think that was a turning point? There, Chicago won that. Do you think they went on won the series, or can games like that change the whole series? The game. What side was that? Well, LeBron had that shot like one second left and won the game. Oh. I think it was game four. Yeah, Chicago I went up three one. Yeah, yeah. Um. Like I said, these these playoffs are a little bit different than a few years in the past. Nobody wants to relent. Everybody's playing tough. Everybody's playing hard, and it's reflected in the score of the games. I mean, there's, these aren't any blowouts. Even the games that are you know six or seven part, uh, points apart is not as close as the score would dictate because you know free throws or something that were given in the last ten or twelve seconds. I mean, all these games. However big the deficit or, or uh, may be in the beginning of the game, when it comes down to fourth quarter, five four minutes left, it's, it's been terribly tight, terribly tight. You know, not a game for the weak heart. <laughs> Who do you see in the championship from the East? Too close to tell right now. I don't know. I don't know. You know, again, I think, I think, I think. Um, Certainly, LeBron James is, is battle tested, uh, but you know, can you say the same about his guys? Uh, you got some injuries right there. Uh, yes, and that's that's a J.R. Ewing. Uh, the past two series, he's an integral part to the team. Uh, will he blow his fuse and inadvertently hurt the team? Uh, you don't have love in there. That's a big piece of the puzzle that they've been putting together all year. There are a lot of variables to consider in that whole. You know interpretation. Uh, so, so you know, how do I have to tell? Yeah, Red, but Love wasn't comfortable all year, though. Well, he was playing. You think he was comfortable? I don't think he was comfortable. He wasn't scoring. You know, he wasn't really implementing the offense. Yeah, but you know what? <sighs> you only need that one thing that he does that can change the whole shift of the game. Yeah, you know, a guy, a guy that believes himself, a guy that has confidence, he can go half the season not really doing anything, maybe three quarters of the season. But he still believes in himself. He still believes in himself. You know, successful people. Successful people can fail again and again and again. But the one common trait that I've found from studying successful people is that they are a bit delusional. They don't let the failure define them. They don't, you know, Michael, Love is not going to let um, him not playing to what he once was define him because he knows his value. So, you know, uh, sure, he had not been living up to what a lot of people thought he was going to do. However, given the opportunity and given the chance, one game, all it takes is one game for him to take over, that would have helped make a difference uh, to 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 change the score of a game that they may have lost, you know. Well, we're gonna take our last break. We'll come back from our break. Uh, we're gonna get you to talk about, um, you know, the draft that come up from the NBA and uh, what Kobe number one, LA number two. Yeah, right, what Kobe gonna do? So we'll be right back to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah. 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk. I got my guest, former NBA player, Reggie Slade. You still asleep? I'm here, brother. I'm here. I'm here. Well, say the draft was here, you know, and uh, I don't know any of the players that are really coming out, you know, except for that Kentucky team, but the yeah, Lakers yeah. got the number two pick. Right. Um, my question to you, Red, is they're going to get a one or two player. You know, one one or two player is great. You know, would you keep Kobe? I mean, I know Kobe, this is last year, I think, out of that two-year contract, you know, and he's always he was hurt last year. Would you keep Kobe around for um, another couple of years, re-sign him, to, you know, to get his guys or who they get, you know, try to train him, or is this it for Kobe, right? What would you do if you're LA? I think because of the legacy that Kobe has, because of his place in the record books right now and his connection uh, 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 with the Lakers all these years, they're going to keep him because, uh, you know, he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats, certainly a future Hall of Famer. Uh, I think the third uh, uh, all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Uh, uh, and they know he's in the twilight of his game. Everybody knows that. Um, but I don't, I don't see them trading him. I don't see them trading him now. Well, if contract will be up to here, would they re-sign him or they get him 
uh, year to year? What do you think, Reg? Or how is, if I gave them that two-year one, what, 34 million uh, yeah, something think, like that? Think, Would they do that again, you think? No, I don't think they'd do something quite as lucrative. Uh, I think this next, this upcoming season will be the last year of that two-year deal. And uh, they'll reevaluate, certainly, uh, at that time. You know, I'm sure, you know, sometime around January, February, they'll start looking around and see what they're going to do. But, I mean, I think the main focus for the Lakers right now is to rebuild. I mean, they had a, a great draft pick yet last year that got hurt. Uh, he's coming back. And he's a factor that they didn't have um, all throughout the year. They can get a great young pick. Uh, 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 next, the uh, next couple of months when the draft is, I think it's, uh, June 25th, I think maybe. Um, they, they're in a rebuilding process, but, you know, the Lakers are winners. That's a, that's a winning organization. So they're going to do whatever they can to get on top. You know, I forgot to ask you, but, uh, give back. Wonder what happened to old Rondo? I mean, we had the Boston, they had the run. He was a great point guard. He kept getting into the river. You think he got blackballed because his attitude was bad, and he's supposed to be a great point guard. When he read, now he can't come off the bench. Yeah, I think I don't know. I, I, you know, here's the thing about being great. It's not, you know, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. You can't just turn it on and off. You got to be great all the time. And I think somewhere down the line, uh, Rondo got in his head that people, people going to put up with his shenanigans even though he's a great player. And, you know, he'll give as much effort as he needs to as opposed to 100% all the time. And that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. Now, he's a fantastic player, very skilled, but no one's going to put up with, you know, shenanigans that are detrimental to a team. You know what? I heard Buddy Ryan was saying that. He's like, you know, I don't care how much of a star he is. You keep following my program, I'll cut you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And look Absolutely. what he did with Chris Curry. Because Chris Curry, he's he a, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, man. So, I mean, the attitude uh, determines your aptitude, you know. Uh, it's what you focus on. You know, a guy listens to Les Brown. Whatever you focus on the longest, it becomes the stronger. And, um, you know, you can, you, can, you can focus on it, man. You know, they betrayed to a team that I don't particularly like. Uh, you know, I'm going to go through the motions to the end of the season, but going through the motions is only going to hurt you in the end. Uh, because, you know, who's going to pick you up next year after you've been blackballed or labeled a counter, you know, a player that gave up on his team? You know? Mm-hmm. I can't get you off without talking about the New York Knicks, you know. When I seen Phil Jackson take that job instead of, um, uh, where were they actually going to go to? Uh, I'm trying to think where that other team they were actually feel to go. He picked New York. I just thought if he set himself up for failure, because you look at all uh, Phil Jackson's team, they always had a great player, though, man. One like he rebuilt. Now he has to rebuild from New York. Can he do it, Red? Oh, absolutely. He can do it, but he's going to have to have the cooperation of all of management. Um, not, um, and um, but he's a proven winner. He's a proven winner. So yeah, I do think he can do it. What kind of talent do you think bring in? So younger or the older? I mean, you look at. Come on, ask me. I mean, I don't see him doing it with him by himself. Well, you know, the body follows ahead, and 
If you don't like what the, you know, if, if I have a business and I don't like the production, I'm going straight to the top. I don't, I don't go to the guys at the bottom. I go straight to the top because the body follows the head. They follow leadership. So if you got, you know, uninspired players, again, the difference I, I could say is look at J.R. Smith under uh, LeBron. Look at J.R. Smith under Carmelo. He's still a great player. But it's a little bit something different there, and uh, it's reflected in the uh, the team's uh, positioning. Brad, when you play and who you played against in practice or you practice your play, who's the hardest working person that you've seen on the court? Uh, uh, I played against or, or, or played with. If you play with or against, who do you think that was, you, was the hardest that you played? You know what? I'm going to say, you know, I'd like to say Mike, but Mike Mike did everything hard, but it looked easy. It's very weird to describe that. But Kobe, man, I've never seen, you know, before the game starts, you have to be there at least two hours prior to the game to make sure you pay and make sure you go through warm-up routines so on and so forth. And if you don't play a lot, you, you usually get that three hours. Well, I can recall when I played, Kobe would be there working out. I was thinking that surely he wasn't going to play in the game because he is drenched with sweat, head to toe. He's practicing catching alley-oops, practicing three-point shots, practicing one-pump fake, go to 15-foot shots, and he's going hard. And I'm like, well, no way somebody spending this much energy is going to play uh, in the game. Sure enough, the game, he's all over the place. So, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't see Mike doing that, although I've heard he did. You know, they had different uh, practice situations. But, but I'm going to say Kobe was one of the hardest playing guys I've ever played against. Well, Red, I want to thank you again being on the show. And keep posting those pictures on Facebook, man. I'd like to see those. <laughs> I will, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you yeah. so much for having me on, on, on the air today. And uh, I'll talk to you later, brother. All right. Thanks again, Red. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.